Hello. Hello. <laughs> How far are you? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty good. I I downloaded it. I uh, there's two kinds, I guess. Um, but I haven't I haven't played with it yet. I figured I could play with it yet uh, later. Do you want to? That's what she now, said. When... Um, first of all, <laughs> from my understanding, the two different kinds you can get. One is if you pay for it. It, it's yeah, like a, it, just, it comes with some blah 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 cha 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 of which I do not know and so far I've just been using the free one. Um, there's a, yeah. there's little teeny teeny ads at the very bottom of it that are inconsequential because who gives a shit? I ain't looking at. I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the point is, um, it's super easy. Okay. Um, you wanna you wanna start recording? Or are we co- are we recording now and then we edit or what? We are recording now, and what we'll do is that when you're ready to start the, uh, if you want to lead the witness, yeah, um, then 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 uh, we can just start, and then when I go back into it, I can edit out this jargon in the intro. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Dal, I uh, I want to welcome you to the, the mind of a man, and I want to thank you for joining on our on our chat. This is very. Uh, open forum and and we're talking about men in general and and why i asked you to come one of the reasons is uh for the obvious you're a very interesting woman uh you've got a very interesting life uh your background your cult your culture and uh and also you know what you do for a living so if you'd like to introduce yourself and, and just kind of give a synopsis of who you are and and what you're all about well, you know, you make me sound so exciting. It's like I want to meet myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd like to meet this person you're talking about, you know? Yeah. No, I do. Exactly I do. why you're I, on. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the compliments. And I, I, um, I, I do love my life. And, I, and it's, it's not really about being complacent necessarily. But, but uh, by saying that, hey, you know, I, I got a great sense of uh, stability. And, and, and I think I got a really great toolkit. I'm having fun. It's like I'm happy where I'm at, and I'm excited for more. That's kind of where you want to be at. Right, so, right, right, right. Um, but a little bit about well, me, generally speaking, yeah. for those who may not know, um, I am a singer. I have a production show, live entertainment, live music, uh, costume changes, choreography, uh, full band, dancers, etc. But I also am a personal development coach. I've been doing that for many, many years. Both of these things are very much um, part of my DNA. I've been doing them okay. all my life. I just didn't know that some of them had a label. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yep. And so, so. Uh, Are you so, on any YouTube pages? Do you have? Do you want to promote anything that you have? Well, I do have a my my personal development page is uh, Dal Boyer um, Spiritual Coach uh, on YouTube. I can't remember exactly how that's titled, but. My name okay. is spelled kind of uniquely D A L. The last name is B O U E Y. Um, if you go on YouTube and you type that in, you're going to pull up a few different pages. Some are based upon my live entertainment, and then uh, the other one is based upon my personal development uh, page, um, which is you know a very big. Pa- Both are passions of mine, but the spiritual development right. pages is like there's nothing I'd rather be doing, honestly. Right. So. Yeah, you're feeling it. I am. I'm sopping it up with a biscuit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I know we had a, a our first conversation, I think it was what, uh, last weekend, and, and ended up being two and a half hours. Uh, yeah, and we, we and that was the problem. first time we talked, and, and because I, I kind of cherry pick 
the people I, I speak with and, and I uh, I cherry picked you. I knew you'd be interesting and I knew you had a lot to say uh, and I was on the money on that. <laughs> and you're a very interesting person. Thank you. Um, you know, and so basically on the mind of a man, what we do is we talk about just, we brainstorm and, and, and what I do is I give my raw, unedited version of of how we men think. Uh, not that, you, you know, a lot of women, a lot of times um, have uh, uh, preconceived notions. And again, every man is different. Uh, however, and the mind of a man is more of a, not a, a therapeutic or uh, a counseling kind of session. It's more of a uh, an ad lib, well, free speaking, but I am uncensored in that uh, as I promote all the time, I'm single. I don't have any uh, I'm divorced now. I don't have a girlfriend, and I don't have to uh, watch what I say. <laughs> so I I feel like I'm completely uncensored, uh, without being biased uh, by I shouldn't say that because then I have to go home and actually hear it. You know what I mean? And if you're in the so, right kind of relationship, it should remain that way. Just that's so you know. exactly right. And you know what's funny? Somebody else said that to me the other day too, and I was mentioning it. Um, and she said, you know, if you were the right person you could say whatever you want and not have to question, not be judged and not be questioned at all. And you're right, but when you're not ever into that situation, again, my background is I'm, I'm Italian and you know, it just, you, you, you fall into roles. You're a you spicy are. meatball. <laughs> yeah, I'm a spicy meatball, very spicy. <laughs> and then, uh, and so, but you know, that's what happens sometimes. So we, we try to, um, I don't, I don't want to fall into categories like that, but. I, I'd like to find that right woman. And, and that's uh, the and gift of having that. that experience. The gift of having that experience is because it gives you a different, it gives you a set point that you can refer to, to know what, what to not veer into. Well, exactly. I mean, the people, you know, uh, when I do some one-on-one -on -one, uh, sessions with, with uh, women and they, you know, on, on some occasions, you know, I have uh, women who are just learning how to date. And they've been in, in a marriage for 25, 26 years. They, um, they, they just don't know and, and, and they feel fresh and, and they don't know the steps. They don't know, they haven't had the trials and tribulations. You know, your typical breakups when we're teenagers, when you're in college, the heartbreaks, they haven't gone through all that stuff. And which obviously makes you into a, a, a better person. I, I, as I always say, it's like a business. Um, that's relationships are like a business. You know, you, you tend to, you, you're not going to hit it off the park on the first business that you, that you, uh, that you, that, that you build your, you know, you fail numerous times and each failure, you're going to, you're going to remember that this is exactly what not to do. So ultimately, well, that's what you I was saying before, you never lose, you win or you learn, you never lose. Right. So there's no waste so of what, time. There's, you know. Right. Are you currently in a relationship or, nope. or not? No. You're single as well. Yes. A lot of single people out there, don't you think? I do, but you know, I mean, I'm not really into the statistics behind anything. Um, you know, as far as like, are we going, are we zooming out, are we zooming out into the planet? Are we zooming just into the United States? I mean, what's the relativity? And I, I'm not really, I don't really think that that matters as much as saying, hey, are we going to talk about the single life and the dynamics that within it? Or are we going to talk about marriage and, and relationships and committed relationships and the dynamics of that? To, fair to say you don't like to label things. No, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying it to emphasize that I'm hung up with that. Although I do think to define sometimes is to limit. 
And I do think that yeah. sometimes when you when you define something, you straightjacket your perspective that can often be coloring outside of the lines, which is often advantageous. In other words, that's when your wisdom kind of bites you in the ass because you think that you yeah. kind of know stuff and you stop exploring. And so, you know, I'm not a big fan of labels, but I do I do feel that labeling and stereotyping um, is is uh, good for the sake of reference and that there are there are truths and stereotypes and it helps to have a conversation when you're talking about um, things that people have in common enough to say, hey, can we address what's generally true? You know, and that that matters. I think it's yeah. I think that can be valuable in that regard. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and uh, I just think that sometimes, though, you know, because, for example, what, what is your background? If you don't mind to say, are you, you were mentioning your 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 uh, your heritage is Thai and Indian. Um, my background is, uh, you know, I haven't done that with, with that DNA thing going around all the time. Um, right. I I usually say that I'm a citizen of the planet. My race is human, and my religion is love. And when it well, comes to labeling, when it comes to labeling, yeah. to go back to your other point. I don't tend to want to get into that too much because I think that it, not to say a person has to be coming from anything racial when they talk about it, mm -hmm. but I think sometimes I'm, I'm more, more into blurring the lines than I right. am into because sometimes when people get into these definitions of race, religion, and age and things like that, that it actually straight jackets like they tend to put you in a certain yeah, I, I don't never want to get into their whole religion thing but the reason why i do ask is because it gives people i think a perspective uh, just a better idea for example when i say i'm italian and i was born in europe then you have a you have a, a better idea of the kind of person that I, how or how i was raised not not on a religious level but more on a cultural level yeah um, and guess what in my opinion just in my opinion yeah. I think that often that can hurt us more than help us. And the reason I say mm -hmm. that is because you best believe when you say that you're Italian and to talk about your culture and your background, even though it may be filled with pride and awesome things, and I agree, there are people that when they hear that, their mind has neural pathways and it goes straight to some specific things that may not be in your favor sometimes. And in my <laughs> opinion, I'd rather just listen. If we're going to talk about men and women, you know, it's hard enough to be general and talk about men and women, let alone getting into cultural things that branch it off even more severely. Do you know? Yeah, and, and I want to specify that I don't want anything. Uh, in other words, anything I bring up, uh, it doesn't. I'll bring it up whether it's in my favor or not. Mm -hmm. uh, so even the even though the I just bring up the fact, like the fact is I am Italian. The fact is. I was born in Italy. The fact is, both my parents are Roman. The fact is, you know, they brought up uh, the stereotypical Italian way. And these are just facts that ultimately uh, um, manifest who I am as a person, even mm -hmm. with my all the other influences, you know, because I lived in so many different countries and, you know, I'm, I'm very open with people. Obviously, they manifested differently, but the, the blueprint is there. And then from the blueprint, I've had to adapt and I've had to uh, I've had to find my way into into real world, uh, and uh, but but it's important that people understand that this is where I came from and that's how I evolved. Not whether the, it strikes a chord for them because maybe they had a bad Italian experience. Well, shit, that happens. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, 
But uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying as well, though. You don't want to give a preconceived notion of anything of, of, of your culture or whatever. You're just of the earth. And, uh, and just, people uh, find uh, reasons all the time to to listen more intently or to or to disregard and invalidate. People find reasons all the time. I just prefer to not open that opportunity unless it's necessary. When you, I'm get, talking. You, you must get the obvious is this. You have an exotic look. You don't look uh, uh, American. You don't look Italian. You have an exotic look. Mm-hmm. So you you must get uh, people constantly asking. I so do. Where are you That's from? why I have a very prepared yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah, and I'm from this earth. I'm from the. That's <laughs> right. That's why so I have a very hang, I have yeah. a very thought out answer because I have a lot yeah. a very many a lot of years of experience at dealing with with these subject matters and 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 asking myself how I feel about it and sifting through my own psyche and pros and cons and where I sit in, in, in light of it all. And it's not just about, it's not just about race or ethnicity um, or origin. It's also age. You know, we, we tend to say, listen, we can have a conversation about men and women right now and pick a particular aspect of it. And then, and then we can get into how old you are, how old I am. And somebody will find a reason to either validate what we're saying by our age or invalidate it <laughs> if somebody is like right. 40 years older than us they'd be like well that's because you're this age and you know and, right, and, right, right, and right, it's right. just like i try to keep a conversation around especially in light of what we're talking about uh, and i mean mm-hmm. what we're about to talk about right to, right. <laughs> to try to you know what i mean uh to to try to to strip it with um w- strip it of the possibilities of sliding things um let's let's be just very head-on as opposed to disqualifying or qualifying ourselves based upon these other things because people are going to do that if they have that information and i just don't prefer to i think that it contaminates things sure you know i agree yeah it makes sense that's all um, lovingly I think. let's 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 uh because you and i we know how we do uh based on on, on our last conversation we can talk about everything and anything i know <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> we're out of control <laughs> yeah uh and we haven't even met imagine that um yeah. yeah we have a lot we both have a lot to say um let's let's stay on the topic uh men in general uh-huh. um you know i feel i feel as a man uh misunderstood <laughs> And I feel, uh, you know, gosh, where do you even go? I mean, you, how long have you I been feeling tell, that way? I, I, well, I tell you, I was married for 18 years and then I went straight from a marriage into a, uh, a serious relationship where I ended up living, uh, with my girlfriend and that lasted about four or five years. Uh, and I've just been recently single for the last, let's say, Two uh, seconds. six months. <laughs> <laughs> six months uh authentically single authentically uh-huh. i mean really with no commitments with anybody or yeah. anything yeah and and i could say honestly it's been the first time in since i was 14 years old that i've been single and 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 i it's new territory for me because uh, uh rather than your average person i i think that a rather average guy that typically becomes single the first thing he wants to do is start dating uh that's the last thing i want to do and so I, I, I avoid dating. Um, when I say avoid, I just, I make it very clear that I just want to, I want to be single for a little bit and uh, kind of, I guess maybe understand myself a little better. 
Yeah, well, you're uh, feeling the value. And maybe why I feel misunderstood sometimes uh, as a man. And, and I can tell you one thing. I can give you the perspective of a man, uh, you know, and especially when, when, when it comes to uh, couples, a woman may say something, he may say something else, and, and, and there's no communication. They're not hearing each other at all. That's how my, you know, one of the funny things is, heard? yes, but you know what's funny? There's a, there's a application called Marco Polo. I don't know if you, uh, you, you ever downloaded it. It's pretty cool. It's a walkie talkie video. All right. So I thought, what a brilliant idea. If, if couples are having, um, an argument, because typically speaking, you're, if you're face to face, one will finish the other one's sentence. Yeah. Uh, interruptible. Being, uh, one. One is uh, inter- absolutely interruptible, especially on on a key point that it, that it strikes a nerve. Uh, you you can be rude, this, that, and the other. But on this walkie-talkie, you have to finish listening. In other words, I, I'll video for about five minutes. I can I can go on a complete rant for five minutes, and you have to li- watch it all before you're able to respond. Uh, and it's and it's really cool. It's not like a uh, a messenger that that just you have to hold it down and and, and last sixty seconds. It's actually uh, and I thought, wow, I use it. You know, when I was in Europe with my kids and so on and so forth, so they could just because obviously they're in school and it's not always opportune to do a video call. But uh, this was ideal. It records it all the way up to you know five, six, seven, ten minutes, and then when they see it, then they can record back. And so it's a walkie-talkie, but. Don't you think that's a, that's a good idea for couples to to be able to dis- that way you can actually hear the other person all the way through in their discussion and what they're saying and then you have to respond to it rather than interrupting every little bit. I don't know. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I think that that's a, it's a good little training device until until people learn how to do it organically. Yeah, um, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot I have to say about the art of communicating, um, especially um, learning the nuances of when when you feel things are getting tense. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when you're driving and you start to get in the yellow. Pull over then. Don't wait till it's in the red. You know, and right. and if there's, it's either I'm going to listen to you right now or you're going to listen to me right now because we're not going to do both. It's either we're going to focus on your concerns or mine if the subject matter is too tense. If it's too intense, you you can't always address each other's issues simultaneously on the same subject because because both people feel not heard and not respected because I'm listening for you to finish so I can talk. And so it's a it's a it's a mindset that you designate and say and say, hey, just because I might take the opportunity to focus completely on your concerns on the issue and listen to you, make you feel heard mirror what you're saying so you feel that I understand have hope that something might change or that at least at minimal that you feel heard and respected and then later we can, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have my opportunity but it means that we're going to this is the art of listening this is how you listen and see a lot of people they 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 fine-tune their abilities in the corporate world or in a work environment or among strangers or colleagues or whatever they fine tune their ability to listen respectfully, patiently. They carefully select their words. They revisit the situation a, a week later and see how they're doing on the subject matter. But in our personal lives, we just figure we just need to wing that shit and hope everything works <laughs> out okay. And you know, because yep. I love you, you're supposed to understand when I just have take out my my day on you sometimes. 
You know, and it's like, this is not, this is a level of immaturity that I think if you want a quality relationship, I don't care who it's with. If you want a quality relationship, you have to learn the tools of, of communication. That's not just about, Hey, I effectively uh, vomited emotionally all over you, you know, and I got to say what I wanted to say, but how do you listen to each other? How do you communicate with each other? And this is not something that you just take for granted that you just wing the most valuable, intimate part of your life. You just wing that? Like, actually, no. no. And, and there's no excuse for today. There's no excuse in winging right. anything. With all That's the information right. that you can gather at your fingertips immediately. Amen. You, I mean, you can Google anything you want. Amen. You know, when I was having any sort of trouble, uh, but the key is this, intention. If you have the intention to, to better yourself and to try to fix your relationship, there are tools and there's so many tools out there uh at at i mean at, at godspeed at this uh, point you you're just you're just you don't give a shit if you I, I swear to god it's and i think it's easier for for people like you and i to say this because we have a, an a, a organic passion for connection with people yeah. but there yeah. are so many people that really don't that that they just would rather complain and get get gather a group together on the subject matter to advocate for what they want to bitch about and find connection and mutual bitchage, as opposed to actually <laughs> yes. looking well, up and you know, as you know, every tribe has to have a topic. In other words, every they tribe know. has to have some sort of uh, of reason to 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 be together. And the whole bitching part, yeah. And there are the people who just love the whole bitching and oh, gossiping, and, and that they they consist of a tribe of that awful negative energy um, that they just feed off each other. And a and, little and loving side note: we're bitching about people bitching, and I think that's really funny. But <laughs> I think but, it's justifiable. <laughs> I, I know, but you know, you know what the difference is in all in all, you know, really authenticity. The, what I just said is very true, but, and it's funny, but in a broader perspective, the bottom line is that we actually study and explore quality connection and relationships and, and we're into that as opposed to, you know, um, taking a moment to complain about something and making it a way no, of life. Of course. I mean, and we yeah. are going to complain and we are going to bitch. You're telling me that I, that you've never bitch. I mean, of course. And but the, the the beauty is we can catch ourselves in the bitching and and it's a difference if it's you, a way of life. I think that's the thing. absolutely. In other yeah. words, you, we are walking. We have, uh, you know, I've been in the restaurant business and on some restaurants and and we call it store awareness. You have to, you know, the people that you hire when they they know what's going on in the back of their head. They know on the side. They're, they're just aware in general. And some people are walking with blinders uh, in through life. And the, those are the ones who are, I don't know if they're happier or not, to be honest, um, but they're just not I aware. think that, <laughs> uh, in my opinion, if I were to take a stab at their measure of happiness, and this is a very broad stroke, I think we can acknowledge, um, that, that people are basically getting crumbs from the table of life just enough to survive, and they're finding solace in their connection with people that they can mutually bitch with and complain about and they find a little bit of connection through that 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 vein but not really yeah. in the vein that gives the bigger life sustenance 
the bigger quality could, nutrients. It could be a stepping stone vein that could ultimately lead to that. But you got to start somewhere with some sort of connection. The people who cannot connect are emotionally disconnectable. Those are the ones who are in trouble. And there are uh, truly, I think, there's a lot of people out there, you know, again, based on, on how you were raised. Um, if, if you don't know how to express yourself or how to, how to be emotional, I mean, everyone has feelings. I mean, everyone hurts. You can't tell me that people just are numb mm -hmm. uh, unless they are, are completely drugged out. Uh, but no, we're just talking that, about how people deal with their hurt, you know, and, and people learn to deal with their hurt in different ways. And I think for the most part, people are not introspective enough. They're not taught to own their feelings. They're taught to blame each other. Basically, basically, most of us function like you scratch my psychosis, I'll scratch yours. Okay. And that's, that's like how that, yeah. that's, we're taught that though. We were taught that usually from well-intended parents that say, don't do that. I don't like that. You're being selfish. Do it the way I want you to do it, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so then basically you're taught that in order to be loved and get along in relationship with people that you love and care about, that it's basically a, 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 a t taking turns at being sacrificial, you know, in a, in a very yeah. bullying kind of way that you grow up and, and that's how you think it's supposed to be, you know, yeah. and, and it's not healthy and it, but we don't really know any other tools of dealing with being unhappy. We're not taught to, to own how we feel and we're not, we're, we're taught to, you said this and it made me feel this. So you need to change. Well, you know that, what I'd love to do? And then this is on, on a completely, I mean, have just like you have board meetings in, in a, and I like, and I keep going back to business because I've been a businessman all my life. Well, it's and got so, a better structure like than have, personal wingings. Yeah. Why can't you have a marriage where you have board meetings? Board meeting is just you and your wife once a month and you sit and you, and you are obligated to sit through, uh, you know, your notes of throughout the month, what has really, what isn't working, what's working. And literally go down to the point to the point of uncomfortableness, the parts that people don't even discuss. Um, I mean, if you can, if somebody could do that, and and I mean, don't you think that the the marriage would be better if they both, if the love is there, and the, the operative word is love, because if the love is not there, the other stuff becomes a hassle. Any obstacle or any anything that you have to do becomes work. Marriage contract uh, than, contract should be with option to renew. <laughs> absolutely every, every, that, that's, I was getting to that as well uh -huh. it absolutely should be like that why shouldn't it be you know every year it should be like that it should be you have 12 board meetings every month discuss the pros the cons what works what doesn't work try to implement just like a business try to implement a, a, a strategy on, on okay this month we're gonna, we're gonna focus on this and see if we can get better on this part and then this doesn't work and then so on and so forth. And after a year, you reevaluate and assess everything and go, you know what? Fuck this. It isn't working. You know, at least you gave it a shot and, and you've tried everything. Of course, this is easier said than done. And right now people are biting the nails like, oh, you can't do that. You have children and you have this. I, I get it. But on a simplistic level, on a just basically basic level, if we could do that, don't you think that things would be better? The divorce rate wouldn't be as high as it is. I don't know. I think so. Well, I think that there's, that's a, it's a great idea. I'm not saying that it's not, but it, <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is that, is that in needing to do that, it implies that there's a lot of 
basic fundamental communication that's not going on during the month. If it's month to month, then here's what happens. That's like saying, hey, let's get together once a month and make sure that we eat. Well, you're not designed that way. You're kind of designed to have nutrients yeah, on a daily eating basis. Eating is kind of necessary. I'm getting well, this, along. But, but this is my point to you. This is my point. So let's say as a starter kit, you could say, hey, once a month we're going to get together and actually sit down and evaluate our relationship and how we really feel about what's going on. Fine. But, but there's such a measure... There's a measure and an overtone of hostility in that, like a confrontational thing, where it's like, basically, I'm racking up all this shit that I've been keeping track of during the month because I'm going to talk about it at the board meeting because, you know <laughs> what I mean? And, and then you both get together and you got your list. And I just don't think that that's, I, I, think, that, I think that it's a nice idea, but it needs, well, I'm not even saying I got a better practice. idea. Once a week, once a week, board meeting once a week. So you don't rack up all that shit and you don't have to hold it in. Uh, and there's, there are no rules that, for example, I mean, if you have a business, you're not, you don't, you don't start implementing things and not saying anything. You do it throughout the week. And then ultimately you, you know, you, you, you know what uh, I, you know what I hear more than the structure solves the problem. I, I don't hear, can you still hear me? Yes. I'm not, I'm not hearing so much so much that the structural approach would solve the problem as much that it's making me aware that the mindset behind the communication style when you do talk to each other is what matters most which means how do I listen to you when you talk to me how do you listen to me when I talk to you and 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 feeling because we are not computers that you can program, hey, are you ready to have an orgasm? Are you ready to feel extremely happy yeah, and right. intimate? Are you ready to feel upset? Yeah. Now's your time to feel, you know what, you're not supposed to get upset until 5 o'clock. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, it's yeah. more like saying, hey, when, when life is happening, how do I, and I'm trying to negotiate the waves, do we have the right kind of tools where when this happens, as a, it's called a living in or um, an authentic, organic, real-time life in the moment of now when things are occurring is when you have to deal with them it's never going to be then and it's never going to be tomorrow because then tomorrow comes it's going to be now so the point is it's always about it's about fine-tuning how do you deal with your nows how do you within your own self deal with your own nows and ownership of it and then how do you communicate with me about it how do i communicate with you about it how do we as a partnership provide an environment of a nutrient-rich soil where you and I can partner in a healthy way that helps us grow closer because we have the tools to, to talk to each other in a way that makes us feel considered and not bullied, that makes us feel safe, where we're going to partner through things because we know how to. It's, it's you, and, you and us. What's that? The number one complaint is validation, uh, and, I, and I hear it over and over. He doesn't hear me. I just want to be heard, not fixed. We want to fix. We, we are the fixers. So you say something, I already have a solution mm -hmm. here. I want to do the, you know, the board meeting. You know, what I mean? so that's our nature to, to try and fix things. And, and the nature of the woman, as far as I understand it, is they want to be heard and validated. So do we want to be validated? But yeah, men, men need we, to solve things typically. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, 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 it works very well when it comes to fixing things around the house that the wife wants. But when it comes to the emotional, that's when it, it, it goes against us. Then then they don't want you to fix shit. 
they want you to be quiet and uh, and listen. Well, I <laughs> think yeah, I think that that's a learning curve that has has to do with the differences, generally speaking, between men and women. That that a man a man gets his sense of it's it's kind of goes into love languages, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with the five love languages? I am. Okay. So I think that that's a very helpful tool for a lot of people that whether you're male or female and there's stereotypical characteristics for men and women that are different. But if we go into the love languages and we just say, hey, you know, um, this is this is what this is what my style is. So when when I'm in this this state of mind, this is how I feel loved. This is how I feel validated. This is how I feel respected and honored. And and a man. So it doesn't. You can get into what men's propensities tend to be, or you can just say, hey, why don't we just view each other as human beings and and get to know ourselves first and foremost. This is why working on yourself first and foremost is a critical element in having any quality relationship with anybody at all, ever. It took me so many years to figure that out. Yeah, you know, it, that's why that this is the part of my you being, must be my human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I must be. Mm-hmm. Must have, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're going to attract the, uh, better quality people, better people who are m- better matched. When I say better quality, it sounds horrible, but better matched for you, because at the end of the day, it's got to be a match. And so if you're at your best, you're going to you're going to. Obviously, if you play tennis and you practice, then you, you're going to play tennis with the best player. There's your match. Same thing with, with I think, with couples. If, if I'm going to be at my best, if I'm in the best shape of my life, if I'm eating healthy, you know, I'm taking care of my what I eat and, 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 and how I live and, and, and all these things and, and don't have any vices, I'm going to pick somebody of the same fiber. I'm not going to pick somebody who smokes, who drinks. Water sinks its own level. Drink. You know, so, yeah. And so I think if everyone is a better version of themselves, they're end up being a finding a better match and ultimately being happier. That's oh, mean, absolutely. in a nutshell. Absolutely. In a nutshell. And depending on how much yeah. how much exploration a person has been doing so far in their life, that's either going to be brand new information that you just said, or it's going to be like, yeah, this is actually common knowledge at this point. That anybody that does any kind of like uh, stick their nose in the direction Uh-oh. of anything, yeah, it, it it unfortunate. Fortunately, I think that the planet is awakening in a way that is richer and deeper in terms of self exploration and, and self actualization than ever before. We are spiritually awakening, and and this I, I information so well. is abundant if out if here. If I've woken up, if I've woken up, believe me, uh, uh, anybody can wake up. <laughs> I, I truly believe that Dal. Uh-huh. I, uh, you know, again, I, I'm very different uh, on a spiritual level. You know, again, you get caught up in your life, especially when you're raising children. You know, you, 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 you're just busy working. You're busy uh, uh, taking in the soccer, doing this, that. You're in a robotic state of mind for 15 years. Uh, and unless you make a real effort to, to meditate, to, to, to do things on a spiritual retreat, it's not going to happen. You're on survival mode, and then you wake up 15 years later, and and you're empty nesters, and and you're like, whoa, whoa, what do we do now? Well, it goes then, into there's a lot to unlearn, and I think the biggest the biggest common thing for people to unlearn is that taking care of yourself and being healthy selfishness is actually the best chance 
at living a quality life and finding fulfillment as an individual and increasing the quality of all of your relationships and your success in life in general because yeah. because otherwise you're it's like it's like Jim Carrey quoted uh, many years ago it was so awesome he's like I just want everybody to have all the money and all the fame and all the material things that they that they want just so they can realize that's not it and, I know, and so I remember that as well yeah vividly so the point the point is is that is that until you have a relation this is what we're coming into and in those that everybody's at different levels of, of awakening but but what a lot of us have in common to unlearn is that selfishness is there's I call I, I talk about healthy selfishness. Now, selfishness that is based upon scavenging or scare, uh, scarcity or um uh you know being kind of what's the word for it? Um when you steal from people, you know, when you are are yeah. doing things to hurt people in a selfish manner, um it's it's right. it's that's based upon the fact that you don't know who you are. You don't right. know who you are. You don't know that you're connected and you're abundant and that you don't need to scavenge or hurt anybody for anything. You're abundant. Right. But if you don't know that, you're going to be acting out of out of those those um, misaligned places. Primitive instincts. <laughs> but here's yeah. the thing. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you can't broad stroke the word selfishness. Okay? But that's what we've been doing for years. And so the point that I'm making is this. Healthy selfishness that we're coming into when you start to be introspective and spiritual awakening and you start to nurture in a healthy self-loving way it is healthy to be selfish enough to be of service to yourself and then in the process of, but first you have to give yourself permission to and Absolutely. and see and, and a, lot a lot of people, people don't that. Oh, that's right they, they, selfish is like a, a it's, an it's a dirty oh, word selfish. yeah it's it's a oh my god you're so selfish i mean there are limits of selfishness and then selflessness. And, and I mean, you know, it's a very subjective. But people brag but on how selfless, you know, like the, oh, that is so, look at, look at you, you know, you, you've run yourself ragged just to feed other people and help other people. That's so, we revere people at the, their detriment, you know, they're at their detriment. Oh, you just, and then, and then there's people that get their own sense of self-worth by how much they run themselves down for other people. I mean, it's I sick. You know what I'm saying to you? You know, loving yeah, other people doesn't mean not loving yourself. No. And, and and to love other people properly, you need to love yourself. That's or right. Else you just can't. Yeah, or else you need other people. And if you need other people, then you're not helping anybody. And the whole I complete you, you complete me bullshit uh, yeah. notion that, that is very romantic. And in, for the movies, it works. Um, yeah, and as a and, woman, I have to say I still have a little of that in my DNA, you know. Um, it is romantic well, I mean, I think me. we all do. <laughs> we all do. I think we all do because we love the romance and sure. we love, you know, the whole, that that movie that we create in our brain, um, you know, that you are the chosen only one on this earth. Well, the, the old for, software right? system says that one plus one we get together and, you know, like, oh, this is my better half, meaning that two halves make a whole. And that's very indoctrinated in religion and, and whatnot in the marital system. But then the new yeah. software system, the that's an outdated philosophy that what I just described. What's the upgraded the, version? The new, the new one is is that two whole people that know how to, that know who they are, that are introspective, that work on themselves, that know where their feelings are coming from, that know who they are. One whole person 
and another whole person get together and they make a third. And that third is called a partnership. And that third is called the relationship. Like the third is called the business of you and I. Like I. That. And that's like the that. new, that is the new, that's more up to date in reality like and what we're striving for. But, you know, I mean, if you, if you, um, if you haven't figured out how to be happy by yourself and that, and see this, this, there's some nuances to this that it took me a while in my singledom to figure out. It's like if we're wired for connection, and we are, we're wired for love and to be loved and loved in return and connection, and we're sexual beings, and we're, we are wired for connection. We're not really separate in the first place, but we're having a separate experience, but we're actually not separate. So we long for that connection. We're wired for it. So where does that fall into when it comes to being so happy being alone that you don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, no, how happy does this single them look? Let me give you an example. Let sure. me give you an example. Yesterday, I I went strolling down the uh, North Miami Beach, down the South Beach, on the boardwalk. It, it just so happened that the, the, the weather's just changed and, and it's not sticky, humid. It's just perfect. I mean, just perfect. Mm -hmm. And so here I am riding my bicycle and it's sunset. And it's at the uh, South Point Pier in, in South Beach. The rocks are there, the restaurants, and then there's a, a, a park. And everyone, and it's dark, and it's nice, and it's just the, the light of the moon and the stars. That's the only light you have. And everyone's got their blankets, uh, you know, with a little bottle of wine, and, and and you know, caressing the lovers, the, the couples, mostly all couples. And I'm sitting there going, I'm I'm, I'm feeling pretty lonely. I'll be honest. And even though. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I'm thinking, gosh, I mean, I mean, I just wish I had somebody, you know, yeah. <laughs> even to, to talk to. Uh, I felt pretty lonely. And at those moments are where you, well, it's not that somebody completes you, but you, you want to connect with someone. You want to have a nice a fling or, or whatever you want to call it, a, a, a love connection. Um, and it, it would have been Chuck, perfect. Get your you Chuck Woolery on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, and, and honestly, babe, you're you're still going through a little detox period. Honestly, you know, like so. like six months out of long term relationships in succession is not. It, you have not reached a homeostasis yet. No. You, 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 so. And and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Not that everybody's journey is the same, but there's you. you are you are if and I have no idea what you're gonna get into in the future and whatever, but. <laughs> Here's the point, is that the first year of being, and, and just for the record for people listening, I've had um, long-term relationships, but usually in a row. Like once I got out of one relationship I, that was long-term, I got into another one long-term. I have never been single for several years until the last nine years of my life. So that to give you some perspective on where I'm coming from when I say what I'm about to say, now, the first year of being single um, was a certain level of acclimation that it was like, oh, well, this is what it's like to be single. Okay, got it. All right. And then the second year, when I thought I reached the point of homeostasis, oh, no, this is, no, this is, oh, there's levels to this shit, man. There's levels. No way. There's levels. And listen, and I'm not saying that it's all going to be the same for everyone because I'm extremely introspective. So, like, I'm, I'm. I'm not, you know, because some people can be single for many years and continue to be very lonely and very depressed and spiral downward, okay? So I'm yeah. not saying it looks the same just as long as you just stay single forever and you're going to be reach a moment of euphoria. <laughs> you know, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. But right. 
what I'm saying was that I reached levels and levels of of carving out more and more of 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 a life for myself that was deeper and deeper and richer in my relationship with being single than than the first year than the second year than the third year I'm telling you even in the last year there are levels to it that I've reached that that was like oh it's like just when you well, thought something was done cooking you know well, it's yeah, is it comparable is it comparable to when you feel like you hit rock bottom and then that rock bottom isn't rock bottom at all and you have a different level of rock bottom and then there's a lower level of rock bottom then you're like holy shit I thought I really well, hit rock bottom and, and lo- lo- lovingly I will say this there's a tendency with everyone to to try to have a formula that's going to work for everyone and say oh no I went through this on the surface and that's this is what it's going to be like no everyone has got their own nuances it depends on so many things depends on your psyche where you come from your upbringing how you handle being alone and what you associate that with how introspective are you how much work do you do thinking and processing yourself how how into how into your own growth and development are you? All these things matter. Okay, whether or not you spiral in the wrong direction or you spiral in a growth direction. So you, I can't really say one size fits all, but I can tell you in my particular journey, okay, that the first year was harder because I was not used to, I had to find different ways of dealing with being alone. I didn't right. have tools for that yet. I wasn't used to hey, what do you do when you're alone, you know, or what do you do when you normally would be talking to this person right. or spending time? You think, you think in your line of work, you, you would really embrace it because you're around people uh, a, a lot. Well, loving, lovingly, I say me being around people isn't any different than everyone else being around people. I guess you're right. So. You know, unless you li- like function in a cubicle at work and don't deal with anybody yeah. all day long. And I think a lot of us are in professions where we are around a decent amount of people daily, you know, and I think that it's very and see one of the one of the critical elements for me um, just in the last year of being single this long was that I realized that that quality friendships because you, you can't possibly be extremely close to 60 friends. Friendship and quality friend, quality relationships, period, take quality time and quality attention. So you can't pick 60 people to do that with. Not that I was trying. But what I was doing was I wasn't really even really nurturing the few friends I had. And then I realized through a, a series of cosmic signs um that wow actually around the world studies show that really healthy long lives are based upon quality friendships period that's a fact it's a fact it's a fact and so guess what we can't do anything about you know dialing up our next soulmate right we can't look in the yellow pages and say uh you know let's uh Let's just make that well, happen. Go to Cambridge. It's, it's, it's all. It's literally healthier to have a, a handful of really close, tight knit friends than a million of just you know play friends. Well, uh, well, yeah, because you're not you're not somebody that knows you, somebody that you, somebody that you have quality that 
quality conversation with quality that knows who who you are and what you're going through and you know what they're going through and who they are and it's not that you know six different friends are all the same the you know friends are like vitamins or like flowers they're all very unique little petals and colors and they they have their own little nuances and it's up for you some it's need up, a lot of flour and a lot of water and some don't need much water at all and some yeah. some some that need a lot of water are the ones that maybe make you feel like it's a source for you to give love through you know what i mean like there are friends that i have that don't listen to me very well but guess what I don't need them to this particular friend. I love them for these other reasons and they're a, they 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 find value in me in a way that makes me feel like I have a purpose. And and that me loving them is the is the the dynamics in that relationship. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and other friends where you know they're extremely intellectual and they're deeper than I am, which God may <laughs> find that with you will right <laughs> um and so that's a valuable friend because if i'm going through something that i need them to maybe process it with me because i'm too close to my own quagmire then i know who i can talk to that that knows my knows things about my life then who i am and the dynamics within within myself and my character to where talking to them is valid you know, it's not like I got to start from scratch and explain to, you know, some stranger, you know, like, here's who I am yeah. really. And the sc- let me get yeah. your perspective and then I'll tell you what's going on. You know what I mean? No, I know. They already know. And, you know, yeah. family members, you know, ch- seldom is true family found under the same roof, you know. And so, so you know, you, you might want it to be a particular family member that you love. But, you know, you sometimes it can't be that. And sometimes... You know, hey, I I love this family member, but that's not who I can really talk to about these particular things I'm going through, and so yes, that matters because I mean it comes with the entire family baggage. Sometimes it does. Sometimes <laughs> so it does. The dynamic you of your family. Yeah, and you tend to avoid it. Um, let's slowly wrap it up on on. I want to uh, finalize on on a couple things. Um, would you, I mean, we, we seem to agree on, 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 I think the most, the majority of things, um, but communication is really, would you say is not the most important, if not the most important thing between a man and a woman and, and the proper communication. And it, to conclude, if you don't have the proper channels and you realize that you don't know, if you don't know how to read, you learn how to read. If you don't know how to communicate properly, learn how to communicate properly, read, find, know what your weaknesses are is what I'd like to say because I, I did that. The things that I wasn't able to do based on my my experiences and, and the couples that I was with, if they said something about me and that blew me away, like, wow, I didn't know this about me, then then how, do, how can she look at me that way? And I'd read up on it and, and like, oh, <laughs> wow, okay, but she's got a point. Or hell, she's way off, you know? But at least I made an effort uh, to read and and learn what I, I uh, what I don't know, and and the bottom line is also effort, wouldn't you say, Adal? Well, that was the biggest thing that was coming to me when you were uh, starting out. There was that it it's that you want to, it's that you want people. Let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. Interest and desire looks the same on everybody. And, and I don't mean people show it all the same way, but what I'm saying is that, let, let me give you an example, just real quick. T- 
take take a man and a woman in, in a relationship, man and a woman in a relationship, and the man um, doesn't say I love you very often. He's just not very. He never really talks about his feelings with her. Doesn't really express that very much. And and um, you know she's not. She just kind of deals with it, right? And she's like, oh well, you know, but that's just the way he is. Well, and let's say he's really into cars. He's really yeah. into cars, and and in fact. If there's something slightly off in his car engine, you can hear a little bit of noise coming from the left side. And based upon his calculations and understanding that vehicle, it's probably one of three things. And he knows for a fact he can troubleshoot that shit in five seconds flat. He's sensitive to when it's off and he can tell you probably what it is because he studies it. And guess where that came from? It came from because he's interested in it. Okay, Absolutely. and if you're not interested in genuinely, it, genuinely, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's really about learning to recognize what somebody, what what interest looks like on everybody. It's like, listen, when you when you don't acknowledge the signs of lack of interest and you manipulate an effort, a relationship to happen, don't be shocked that it ain't giving you the fruits. Because it Absolutely. ain't it ain't it ain't I your mean, the, tree, you know what I mean? Red red flags are red flags, and what what we do as humans, I think, is we purposely justify the red flags, surpass them, and I and and find reason because we we know that these red flags what they ultimately end up meaning. <laughs> Uh, and but we yet we don't own that. Cases. This is my point to you: is that you have to see. Most people don't want to own that they have ignored the things that really weren't acceptable in the beginning because they wanted it to be what they wanted it to be. And then they get into it and then they want that person to become that which they preferred. <laughs> and, and they never were in the Not first place. Really you know what I'm saying? It, it's like, it's like there, there's a quote that goes something like, you know, I'm so glad that I didn't get what I thought I wanted. <laughs> I've heard it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's so it's it's really about it's really about learning to in retrospect, I say it's learning about it's 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 learning to recognize when something is not a hell yes. And when you feel yourself efforting something because you're a professional lemonade maker, you know, that you're efforting something into place and then you're miserable, you know, it's it's. From my years of being in long-term relationships, holding my head underwater, not being happy in the relationship, that has caused me the greatest, the greatest, I was creating my own insurance policy that I would never do that again or that I would recognize like post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) Like I can, I can recognize this shit real easy. And, but now. A year in advance. Yeah, right. Exactly. From, you know, several miles across the tundra. Um, So to to where I can't even stomach, I can't, if there's any flicker of something that resembles what I know doesn't work for me from my past experiences and knowing, you know, now more than ever, I don't even, I can't even lie to myself like I used to, you know, so I can't, I just can't. So, so that there's, um, so what I'm saying in, in, in summary is to take ownership See, because a lot of times people don't take ownership of if something is not working out for you because somebody is not willingly participating in working on the partnership together. You know, listen, you and I can argue 
But if we want to make the relationship work and we and we start focusing on how we're talking to each other and we're, we're seeking outside of ourselves for studying better ways of communication and healthy communication, and we're both working on it, then at least there's hope. But if you stay in the relationship and you and you uh, complain to each other and bully each other and expect each other to change, I mean, you, you got at some point you have to take ownership in the fact that you know it's it's nobody's res, it's nobody's responsibility to become what own you ignored shit. in the beginning. You know, yeah, it's like it's really own your shit. Most people do not have a habit of living a life that is based upon owning their feelings because they're trained into thinking that they're living what I call an external life, which means that they think life is happening to them and not through them, which means that you said something, it hurt my feelings, so you're an asshole and you need to change so I can feel better. When really, what's really going on, and this is critical, what's really going on is the fact that somebody said something that triggered something that came out of you because it was already in you. And now here's your opportunity to examine that. To lash it out. It's examine. It's about, oh, oh, look at what's coming out of me that doesn't feel good. And what, what is that? What is the meaning I'm giving this? What is my instability within myself that is an opportunity for me to examine that, transmute it, change the meaning of it, and be self-defined? If you, it's a limb, excuse my, excuse my Italian, but if you're fuckwithable, it's because you're not stable. Okay? So, so if somebody, if if you're wobbling, it's because you're not stable in the first place. So you don't, you don't, if you are expecting the world to cooperate to stabilize you, you in for a rough ride and you ain't going to have fun ever because you need the world to cooperate. But if you take that as an opportunity to put your own spine in your ass, to get your balls out, to stabilize yourself, then the world can continue to be this place that it is, and you're going to have fun because you're not going to get knocked on your ass as much. Hey, guess what, love person that I love so much? You can continue to be yourself because I am an unconditional lover. You can be yourself while I, I can take care of my own happiness. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah, that's exactly how it should be. Yeah. Lovely. I love it. I love you, Dal. <laughs> oh, my God. You're great. You're a bundle of energy, uh, your spirit, I mean, uh, your vibe. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, sometimes I, I like to toot my own horn. You know, I, I, I cherry-picked you, and I knew that you would have this in you. I just felt it. And that's because you, that's what you give, away, give off. And whether it's in your, you know, in your Facebook page or, or your, I, I looked at your uh, YouTube um, mm-hmm. Um, your your blogs and uh, you know I, I saw a few of them and I liked them and I, I could see that you that you feel this you've lived it and, and you have a lot to say and I think people should listen well so I thank appreciate you, it thank you thank you thank you, thank you for uh, coming on and, and thanks uh, for we'll giving me the soon. opportunity alright honey we'll talk yeah. soon okay honey thank All you right. bye bye bye